0: Wow, how do you follow that up? It's my honor to invite my brother-in-law, for those who don't know, John Hooker, up to preach. So without any further ado, John, it's over to you, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. Well, God's been speaking what? Kids. Kids, go. Be free. Enjoy been good just to see God speaking what has been on my heart for a while. Um, I know we're kicking off this new season of no grow and go. Um, I didn't know that when I put this together. This has been on my heart for a while, Uh, but it kind of ties into what my theme is, what I'm talking about. So I I just, I love it when God does that. And I just love that today, what he said, we can dance, we can sing, we can be happy, we can have fun in the midst of hard circumstances, Mm -hmm. in the midst of trials, but that doesn't define us. We're not bound by that. We're bound by what Christ did for us. That's 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 who we are. That's our identity. Um, About 10 days ago, my grandpa died. Um, He was 100 years old. That's him. Excuse the Budweiser. That was taken a couple days before he died. You take Drink a beer keeps the kidney stones away. A beer a day keeps the kidney stones away. So there you go. Um, That was taken a couple days before he died, about 10 days ago. Um, And my grandma's 97. I think we have a photo of her. She's the one on the left. Um, And Katie and I always talk about when we go there, how it's just fun. You know, we don't dread going. Sometimes people get older, they get grumpy and bitter, and they complain. Grandpa's laying in a hospital bed in his little house for a couple months, and Grandma's waiting on him hand and foot. Um, but you never heard him complain. He just, it was fun. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was a joy to go. Um, he, Like I said, he was 100, lived to 100.5. We're thinking, well, how did they live so long? It, it was their attitude. They, they chose to be thankful. They chose to be happy. Uh, they chose to focus on the good things that God was doing in their lives. E- even when he was bedridden and not feeling well. Um, and it got hard where I had nurses and grandma was at the point where she was on a stool. She's trying to do something. She fell, cut her head, had to get like 13 staples. Um, drug herself to the phone as grandpa's like, where are you? I'm coming. And she's dragging herself on the floor, calling an ambulance. Um, Everything's fine. Never heard her complain. But she, you know, she got weaker as she was waiting on him. It just it weighed on her. She's 97. Um, so she got to the point where, you know what, we do need to move into assisted living. You know, it's like we don't want to do it. It's going to be hard on grandpa, but you know, we're going to do it. They're going to be separated. He was going to be one area of the place. She was going to be in the other area. 78 years of marriage, never been apart. But she just, she was okay with it. She's like, you know what? It is what you make of it. You know, it'll be okay. And she didn't dwell on it. She just, it is what you make. And that's what life is. Life is what you make of it. It's that decision of, you know what? I'm going to make this life look like Christ. I'm going to make this life productive for Christ. I'm going to make my life mean something. Um, And that's, that's a message for all of us. You know they had hard times like we all do but that doesn't define us it really doesn't Um, I'm gonna spend some time at Jeremiah um, quite a bit Jeremiah was known as the the weeping prophet Um, they said he prophesied pretty much the same message for 70 years Um, people were kind of in a rebellious state they they weren't really honoring God listening to God in fact Jeremiah uh, here, I'll read Jeremiah thirty-two forty, just as a good reminder before we get into the sticky stuff. Um, God says, I will make with them an everlasting covenant, an everlasting promise that I will not turn away from doing good to them. So remember that. God's promise to us is that he'll always do good to us. No matter what our lives or circumstances are, he will do good for us. He'll never stop. So anyway, Jeremiah 7, 23, 24, God warned us, but he said, obey my voice. Simple, obey my voice and I will be your God and you will be my people and you will walk in the ways in which I command you that it may be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their evil heart and went backwards and not forward. Um, how much of that is a picture of sometimes our lives, you know? Um, but God's determined not to let our circumstances or situations that may have just happened to us or that we kind of caused ourselves, he doesn't leave us in that place. He's patient. He's patient. He's kind. He continually speaks his promises over us. And he'll continually speak to us. And I, and I love what he says in Jeremiah 734. This is kind of his final warning that he says many times to, to G and his people. He says, I will cease from the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem the voice of joy and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom, Jesus, and the voice of the bride, which is us, for the land will become a ruin. That's heavy stuff. Without our voice, we get it, without the voice of God, our land will become a ruin. But He puts our voice in there too. Our voice is important. Our voice changes things. Our community, where we live, our land, it will become a ruin if we stay silent, if we're not healthy, if we're not following Christ, if we're not listening to His voice, obeying His voice. Our land will become a ruin. We're co-laborers in Christ. We're laboring with Him. Our voice is important. He says our voice is important. he's without it, our land will become a ruin. Ephesians two ten, for we are his workmanship, our masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so we would walk in them. He calls us his masterpiece. So whatever you think yourself, if you think less than what God says, you're minimizing yourself. So true. You're minimizing what He's done. A masterpiece. That's what artists. When they perfect their perfect their craft, years and years they'll spend the rest of their life just working on one masterpiece, one thing, and that's what God's done for each and every single one of us. We we are His life's work. We're valuable, no matter where you think you are in life, what you've done or haven't done. You are His masterpiece. It, it's it's a fact. Um, and Jeremiah 24, 4, 7, this is, this is the promise of the God to his people. As they're disobeying, not listening to him, continually in sin, evil ways of their heart, if you will. He says, for I will set my eyes on them for good. I will bring them again to this land. I will build them up and not overthrow them. I will plant them and not pluck them up. Listen to this. I will give them a heart to know me. Mm. Wow. For I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with their whole heart. Our heart's been created to know him. Amen. It's a fact, simple fact. Yeah. Um, and our heart's been created for purpose. Good. To know him, to serve him. And to change this world good. Good. it's real simple give him your whole heart and he'll change you no matter what you've done what your circumstances are give him your heart it's all he requires of us it sounds simple it is simple but it changes everything it's amazing I, I got to share a story it's a little embarrassing but th- those are the best stories <laughs> We go vacationing in Florida quite a bit. You can put up the slide of the pier. And when we're in Florida, Katie and I, my wife, we love to go out on this pier and sit and drink coffee and eat our granola bar and talk and just hang out. And it's just awesome. So we usually go there in the morning, sit there, and (laughs) as as we're sitting there, we're getting ready to get up. And I was sitting, you know, way down on a small step. I kind of slid as I got up. And as I slid to get up, a big old splinter went right in my keister where the sun don't shine. And it was a big one. I could tell. So immediately I'm like, Katie, get it out. So we go back to the house. And she's trying to get it out. I'm squirming. She's cringing. She didn't. Yeah, it's gross. Anyway, it was, it was too deep. She could not get it out. Um, so like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor, get this thing out. I'm like, that'll be fine. Nope. We're on vacation. It's in a location that I don't want anybody else digging on. It'll be fine. It'll just, the body will absorb it. I don't know how medicine works, but it, it'll, it'll go away. We're on vacation. So, okay, we didn't deal with it. I just left it in there. Um, Well, months go by. Every so often I'm sitting or something, and I remember that it's still there. (laughs) It it was there. So finally, after, I think it was seven months, (laughs) I, I went to my doctor. I think I just had... and So anyway, I told him the situation. He's like, all right, let's give it a shot. And he's... Doing his thing and um anyway, he just said, I can't get it. He goes, it's skin's grown over. It's I can't get it. He goes, You're gonna have to have surgery. (laughs) He goes, You're gonna have set up a time to go have surgery and they'll have to do whatever they do. I'm like, wait. Um So anyway, a couple days go by, actually. Thank You know, I didn't want to go to the hospital. Thankfully, uh, it, something must have happened where I could get it out. Let's just say I got it out. Um, so I was set free. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. I Yes! Literally, I think I screamed, said yes! I was so happy. So anyway, show a picture of Splinter. Oh. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> but I got it out. So much of life we have splinters in our life, you know? Whatever we do, don't let the splinters of life steal your voice, it's, it happens, you know what? And we get at splinter, either our own mistakes or somebody does something else to us, circumstances, it's life, just like my grandparents, it's life, it happens. You know, it's not always gonna be perfect. It's how you deal with it that matters. And don't let your shame and embarrassment, like I did, that's the worst thing you can do, is just ignore it, because wow. that splinter's there. Good. It, it, will, it will remind you it's there. It will fester. It will infect you. It will yep. cause severe, severe circumstances and results by ignoring it, by basically letting shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. have you ignore it. So my word is, don't let it ruin your life. This may be a little thing. Take action. Don't let it fester. Amen? Amen. So deal with it quickly and thoroughly. <laughs> and splinters in our lives, they hurt us. But you know what? It eventually hurts others. It hurts our community, it hurts what God's doing around us, through us, with us, um, because He's got so much for us to accomplish. Um, I'm going to read a scripture. I wasn't planning on but I'm going to read Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. And down in verse 7 he says... Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Isn't that amazing? That's who we are. We're to proclaim to the prisoners and the captives so they can be set free. Our shame will turn into a double portion. Our humiliation of whatever that splinter or that thing that happened in your life People will rejoice. You will rejoice. The community will rejoice with you. So there's no reason to ignore it, to cover it up, to not address it. Amen? Amen. Um, Another scripture I just want to read again. Jeremiah 33, 6. God says, Behold, I will bring to them health and healing. I will heal them, and I will reel to them an abundance of peace and truth. God is there to bring you health and healing. Those splinters, He will heal it. You may have have memories of it. You You may even have scars, but God will heal it. He is there to give you health and to bring you fullness of life. He wants your life to be a testimony of who He is. And what he does, that's what he wants. He wants his kids back. Yeah. He wants us to live a full, healthy life that just builds the kingdom. Yes. If we just minimize ourselves, we're minimizing God. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is minimize yourself. Good. And God's been saying it all day, every day for us. You know, that circumstances are going to be tough sometimes. You know, things are going to go wrong in our lives. We are going to make mistakes. um, But we don't need to stay there. We don't need to stay there. He's given us a way out. God says, I will give them a heart to know me. For I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with their whole heart. I'm going to read um, Luke 6.49. Now, I'll close with this. Luke 6, 46 to 49 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and acts on them, I will show you who I'm, he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When the flood came and the storm burst against it because it had been well built, but the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built his house on the ground without any foundation. And the storm came, burst against it, and immediately collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. I'm in construction. We build stuff, um, build buildings. So we know about foundations. I, and when a project comes in, I get a set of plans. I don't look at the foundation and say, I wonder if this foundation is going to hold this building up. I wonder if it's solid. I wonder if it's, you know, it's going to withstand the storms. I, just like Jesus, He's that foundation of our life. There's no doubt He can handle that storm. That that foundation's there. First thing I look at that when I look at the drawings, I'm I'm like, what's that going to cost? You know, so that's the first thing you're looking at. What is that foundation going to cost? It cost Christ everything, yes. and He gladly paid it. But the other question is, what's it going to cost you? I tell you, it's going to cost everything. It'll cost your whole heart. But it's well worth the price. So if you want that solid foundation, if you want that foundation of Christ Jesus that will withstand the storm, surrender your heart to Him. Surrender your heart to Christ. And everything will be different from that day forward. Amen. 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 Can we stand? And we'll have a time of ministry if we have a prayer team here today. I'd love to leave some extra time just to minister and um, pray for people. If you're here today and you feel like, you know what, Lord, I've just, my life has not been what I've wanted it up till today. Either things of my own fault, um, maybe things that others have done to me. But if you just feel like, Lord, I'm just not in that right place come up, and we'd love to minister you, pray with you. And if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, mm-hmm. if you've never surrendered your life to Him, yes. today is the day. Yes. Today is the day. There's no reason to wait. So I just ask you if you want to come up. Everybody else will be dismissed. We'll get out of here early so we can spend some time just ministering. But if you could, today's the day. Don't, mm. Don't let your don't be lying on your deathbed thinking, why, why didn't I do this? Amen. Why didn't I do that? Um, the Lord requires your whole heart. Yes, God. And he says, just give it to me today. Yes. So I'll close and pray. And yeah. if the ministry team could come up, that'd be great. Um, Lord, we just say thank you. We do, Lord. Mm-hmm. We just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We're, we're grateful that you've made the sacrifice for us. You've made that great exchange, God, <clears throat> where we give you our heart and you give us eternity in return. our lives do not need to be meaningless. Their lives are valuable, full of meaning, full of purpose, Lord God. And that whatever we put our hand to, you will breathe on it, Lord God. We remember you, we give you our whole heart, and we say we love you. Amen. 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 Amen.